coming at you straight from the hollow nest. Suplex the Sticks, hosted by David and Seth. Welcome, you. Yes, welcome, you. Uh, <laughs> That's our new catchphrase. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, so, uh, this is Suplex the Sticks, and we welcome you. A gaming you podcast. To the gaming podcast. Indeed. Hello. Greetings. Greetings. Welcome, you. How you doing, Seth? I'm doing pretty good, having a sip of a spicy cherry soda, ah. um, sitting here in my in my room. They don't uh, they don't pay us for that sponsorship, but uh, well, I didn't I didn't say the name of it, did I? I mean, we we can, Mister Pip, the best soda. Uh, I suppose. Um, I feel like it, it would it would have been better just calling it a spicy cherry soda, and people would be like, "What is that?" Yeah, well, they need to learn to read descriptions anyway, so then they get great content like what a spicy cherry soda is. I don't know, David. It's kind of like if you tell a joke and then explain it. Does it make the joke better? You know, um, we'll let the the listeners vote on that. No, Uh, the answer is no. Because the answer is no, but I was going to try to worm my way out of it. Uh, which worm is uh, appropriate to to say, because I beat Hollow Knight this week. Um, is, does that make you a worm? Well, there are worms in it. You are well, a bug. That's true. There's also worms in Destiny. There so. are, um, but worms are like something you you find. They're hidden, and you find them, and you free them in Hollow Knight. Um, and then this old grumpy, not grumpy, he's kind of happy. This old worm up at the top makes this weird noise as he throws money at you. Um, well, can you can you replicate the noise? No, no. Most of the noises in that game are. No, I need to difficult hear. Like to I have, I, I have to have an under like an idea of what it sounds like. So. I think the listeners also need to hear you try and replicate it. Part of my review, Seth, is going to be talking about the sound in the game. And that the last, like, six hours I played, I played with the sound off. Because... Uh, the old Neo strategy. <laughs> <laughs> because... Because the, the music was too intense and it kept making you play worse? No, no, no. So I, I learned kind of from you. So I was I was playing in... Um, this isn't necessarily spoilers. This is kind of a, a character that follows you throughout the game. Um, but you fight this character called Hornet twice in the game. Right. And the second time you fight Hornet, she's twice as fast and has twice the amount of health. And she makes more noise. But her mm. noise doesn't... So I, I realized why I was doing bad against some bosses because of this also. The noise in the game does not line up to what attack the bo- the boss is going to do, uh, and so it throws you off. I was trying to do movements. I'm telling you, Seth, I fought Hornet for three hours, dying over and over again. I nice. turned the sound off and beat her without getting hit once. Like it was, nice. it was. Probably, I, I wish I remembered how to save video on the Switch. I know, I think you got to hold just, the, You hold the screenshot. Yeah, button. but even then, the boss fight was too long, I think, for that to work. But, man, 
I that it was very impressive. And I'm like, Marianne's sleeping, and I'm I was bound and determined to beat it, bef- beat that boss fight before I um went to bed. And so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, suck it. I'm like really excited. And I woke her up and she got mad, but, uh, it was worth it. Mm. What was the noise that Hornet made? Um, Hornet makes a lot of like high pitched noises. They're like kind of gargles and she does it. Let's hear Let's hear one. It's a lot of like power ranger noises. Like, ha, 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 ha. Like she does a lot of that, but none Ah. of it lines up to attacks and so she would do a different attack for each sound and it was just it was chaos but luckily i figured no now what was the noise that that old worm guy made i don't i don't know i wish i could tell you uh the you're the one you just played the game you should be able to to do it. i know but i i didn't go visit him within the last like seven hours because i didn't find any more <sighs> hidden worms so i can't remember I can remember the, mm, sure. the weird like mosquito sure. up at the up at the town. Mm. Um, Conifer's wife, I can't remember her name, uh, but she does a bah, banana every time you talk to her, and uh, that's my favorite. That was like that Donkey Kong thing when he's like, "Oh, banana!" <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like that actually. Um, but it's that's that's one of the charms that this game has is all the characters speak in Donkey Kong kind language. of a weird gibberish esque Donkey Kong language, sure. Um, and uh, I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but just to reiterate, um, it's a Metroidvania that's really fun and really challenging. Um, some of the best atmospheric like sound design uh, I've. I've had fun with the sound in the game, um, except when fighting bosses, because the music and the uh, like the the noise the bosses make, like I said, can really throw you off. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 still okay because you can beat them with the sound on. But trust me when I tell you, it makes it easier. And it could be a psychological thing, but I had the <laughs> I had the sound on for the final boss. Um, or at least what is the, the first final boss. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was doing really bad, but I wanted to hear the sequence and everything. And then after dying like two or three times, I was like, okay, I can't do this. And I turned it off and I once again beat it with little to no problem because (laughs) I had remembered the patterns with the sound on, turned the sound off and I was fine. Um, and, and one of the things that this game does secretly um, and sporadically is it it really throws difficult platforming at you, which is really nice. Um, so you get some, uh, I don't know if it's as difficult as Celeste, but close to it at least, um, pl- platform sections where mm-hmm. there is there's real danger at moments because... Once again, the mechanic is that if you die, you have to get back to your soul or you lose all your money. And so there was one right. time I died in the middle of this really hard platforming section and I ended up only having one hit left and I was only a quarter of the way through it. So I was like sweating 
Like, I had, like, 3,000 Geo, which is a lot in the game. And mm-hmm. I barely made it to where my spirit was to where I could kill it. Um, but, yeah. Um, I beat it. I definitely, definitely uh, certify it. Uh, suplex certify it. Um, I haven't even completely finished the game. I beat it with 80% of the game completed with, like, finding the extras and stuff. There's actually, because of DLC, 107% of stuff in the game. And there will be more added Mm -hmm. with the Gods and Glory DLC coming out in August. Or Mm -hmm. it should Mm -hmm. be coming out soon. Um, But that's about 26 hours with 80% completed. Um, Yeah, it's... I mean, I'm excited to go back and do some of the stuff because there is there are things that i know i left behind but i wanted to get at least some closure on it to be able to certify it because i remembered our conversation a couple weeks ago that it's not fair to kind of put a stamp on a game if you haven't beat it and so um i have technically beat the game there are two or three other endings you can get um, depending on your completion percentage. And so I got at least one of them. So. Well, good. You would think that if there are three endings, when you beat the game, you would get at least one of them. Yep, and I did. Uh, technically, the bad ending. Uh, but but oh. storyline-wise, it did seem to fit... It fit very thematically with the rest of the game, so I'm not upset that it's the bad ending because it kind of, it it really felt like a good closure for it. Um, I also played a little bit more of Octopath Traveler. Not much else mm. to say about that, yes. but I also one thing I did play a decent amount of. I wanted to uh, maybe I don't know if Seth has played it. But I played Paladins because it's finally free on the Switch. Um, So you don't have to pay the $30 to play it anymore. It is actually free with a free rotation of characters every week, I believe, they switch it out. And it is a free version of Overwatch, basically. Um, And if you are even remotely decent at first-person shooters and you're playing it on the Switch, you're bound to have a good time because I don't know what type of people it's matching me up against, but I am going like 18-2 and most of the time. (laughs) So um, I'm having a good time on there. It's giving me a nice uh, ego boost. And yeah, the first game I ever played on it, I went 17-1. and So nice. It was a it's it's a fun little game. Uh, definitely worth the price of free. So give it a shot. Look into it, and uh, yeah, I don't know if it's worth thirty dollars for the champions pack to unlock everything, but it's definitely definitely worth probably probably not probably a no on that one. (laughs) Yeah, um, but you know, um, but other than that. If you got thirty dollars, you could just go buy Overwatch. Yeah, but certainly you'd have to have a compatible system, I suppose. Yeah. So if you didn't, 
then, I guess. But even then, I won't do it. So, other than that, um, I haven't been playing much else. I really sunk a decent amount of time into Hollow Knight to try to beat it. And I've almost got all eight characters in Octopath Traveler. So, I'm well on my way now to being a quarter of the way done with the game. So Nice. A quarter of Octo? Yep. So two. So two. Two pads. I am at two, technically. Um Seth, what did you what did you play this week, man? Well, I will tell you, I have played a lot of uh, Mega Man. Um, I've noticed. I'm trying to I want I wanna actually see I don't know, it's not telling me how much I've played of it. Um but before I get into that, I want to tell you about uh, I, my first win ever in uh, Fortnite. Oh, yes. I saw this on your Instagram. Tell me more. It was, it was very strange. So I, I was playing with some of my friends. We were, we were in squad mode. It was four of us. Um, I forget. We, we had lasted pretty long and at one point got into this firefight and... Um, like run, running away from the storm with these people chasing us, uh, and they killed all three of my teammates. And it was so it was just me left, uh, and I just kept running. Um, and I got to one of the the locations and and went in into this house and went into the attic. Um, and so by this point, uh, like the I was still in the in the Xbox chat with all these guys, but they had left <laughs> and started a new game without me. What? Um, they seem to have have no idea that I was even still playing oh in this gosh, match. That's um, hilarious. And so I was in, sitting in this attic, and the um, the storm starts to uh, get smaller, and it it landed right in right in the in the house I was at. So I was like, okay, cool, I will just chill here. And then so I I the I think at this point there was like six people left. Um, and I was just chilling in this attic and the numbers kept slowly going down. Um, and the storm moved again and I was still, it was still in the attic. Like the house I was in was still in the circle and there was four people left. And so the storm starts, starts getting, um, it starts getting smaller and four people usually means, um, there's going to be a squad of three people and also me. And so I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to win this. Um, and it did, it did actually happen to be a, a squad of three people. Um, and so I was just sitting there in the attic and then all of a sudden, like the, the victory Royale pops up and I'm like, well, I won. <laughs> and I, and I said it on, on the chat and <laughs> everyone in the party was like, what? Are you kidding? Uh, so technically out they of nowhere. Too, um, they and I, I, I had no idea how it even happened. Um, so I went back and watched the replay, and I guess like the there outside of me, there were these two other squads that got in this huge firefight, and one of the squads killed the other one, and then but the other people had so so little life that they got caught in the storm and died. Well, two of them did, and then the other guy jumped off a a cliff to, and killed himself because I guess he thought he wouldn't be able to make it to the safe zone. Um, I had no idea any of this was happening at the time. I was just Hiding. chilling in this attic. Yeah, hiding, and then it told me I won. Um, it was pretty awesome. It was kind of hilarious. 
uh, for my first win. Uh, so if, you, if you're out there and you haven't gotten a win yet, just kind of, you don't even need to fight people. Just go hide somewhere and hope, hope everyone else dies around you. Because it worked for me, it can work for you too. Because there was, there was no way I, I could have beat those guys straight up in a firefight. Yeah. Um, frankly, I was surprised I didn't die on the way to that, that house. But yeah, it was it was a pretty fun experience and very funny also. So, so My first one ever. How many kills did you have? I had one kill. Nice. My, yeah, my... didn't have didn't have none. But I got I got one earlier in the game. But that was it. My my only victory royale. I had zero kills, and it's because I hid until Thanos was near me, and he yeah. flung himself into the storm on accident. It was great. <laughs> nice. But yeah. Um, man. It was a good time. Yeah, Fortnite, man, that game. So now you got the steel umbrella instead of the glider. I do. I actually I went into my into my stuff, and the glider was gone. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. I know I had another item here. Where did it go? But I guess it just got replaced with the umbrella. Yep. Which I'm fine with, because I got the dub. Exactly. So yeah. Uh, apart from that, most of my Actually, probably all of my time has been dedicated to the Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Uh, I beat X's 1 through 4. Um, okay. I was playing 5 and got up to um, the first uh, like Sigma stage, for lack of a better term, and then quit. Uh, and then I started a little bit of X6. Uh, I'll, I'll get into why, uh, but that's how far I've gotten. Um I have I have not done any of seven or eight, um, but first, um, and I also have the uh, I I have finished the first stage of the X challenge, and I am just I cannot I cannot beat the second one. It it's absurd. It's absurd. I don't understand how people. I mean, I get how they do it because some people are just really good at the game, but it is it just seems impossible to me. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into it. So we talked about. X, I think, last week. I think I had beat the first one back then. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but Mega Man X, you know, it's 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 a great game. It what 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 can be said about Mega Man X that hasn't already been said? Um, and really about all all of the Super Nintendo games, the um, X2 and X3 are probably not like mechanically um, as good. Just because X sort of nailed every every little feature of it, um, but X two and X three are still uh, good games. Um, so X four is when things get a little dicey, I guess. Um, okay. it, it's weird. It's a game. It's a game that I I remember. When I first played it, I, I have memories of enjoying it. Um, and so it was... And this is not to say that I didn't enjoy it, but it was sort of a harsh harsh reality replaying it after all this time. Because... Uh, so when the... When the games moved to PlayStation, it marked like a... a very distinct stylistic change and but also um i guess something i i 
I had always, when I was younger, when I first played it, I always had this idea that like it wasn't as good, but I couldn't really tell why. And I think I, I think I figured it out pretty much. Um, so there, there was a big like stylistic change in the way like the characters were drawn, um, even in in like concept art and stuff. Every it, it there was a, a new uniform style that came after the game, um, and and sort of as an out outgrowth of that, it kind of changed the way the game plays. So one of the the most immediate differences is that I guess for the sake of detail, um, the the X's character sprite is different. Like it's a lot bigger, right? Um, it and it takes up it takes up a lot more space on the screen, and so because of that, everything else has to be bigger to, proportionally to, to X. Um, and so that means there's not as much space on the screen to show stuff. And and with the with X getting bigger, um, the thing about the the X games is that all of the enemies are bigger than X, and so now they're even they're that much more bigger, that much more big, <laughs> something like that. That that much bigger, um, and they take up more screen space, so you can't fit as many as many enemies on screen, um, and also the. X just moves slower, like his running is slower, his dash and jump, they, they don't feel as snappy as they, they did in the old ones. Um, and one of the, I think one of the biggest issues is that the the levels, they kind of, they lose sort of the openness that the old ones had, and like the, the verticality, and they're, a lot of them are all just kind of long corridors. Um, there's actually in X4, uh, and then they actually they bring back the mechanic in X5. There is a level where the first part of it is it's supposed to be like you're running up a spiral staircase, but what it actually is is X just runs in place in the middle of a screen while the background <laughs> like makes it look like you're running up a staircase. You're not moving at all. You're literally just in the middle of the screen running in place for like a minute or so um before you get to this teleporter at the end of it and it's really weird and it feels it has a kind of cheapness that i didn't originally grasp um uh, and it's i don't know so i wanted to surprise you seth um because yeah. i knew you'd be talking about this game this week i just had a feeling that you would really go all um, Hyrule Warriors with it and yeah. jump headlong. I played what I could of Mega Man X8. Oh, I went, no. I went straight to X8, and I stopped about 10 minutes in because I just hated it so much. <laughs> I was like, this is not what I know. This is not yeah, it's, what it's weird. I love the there was the the characters were weird looking. Uh the Yeah, X eight it's it's hard to compare um because all of the models are three D and they have like a whole different kind of scale to them. Um so yeah, it's it's a little hard. It is mostly only 
reminiscent of the original ones, like in 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 theory. Um, what what my my lasting opinion? It, it seems like I don't know how the development process worked for the PlayStation games, but it seems like that Mega Man, the X four through X six, it was like they told they told somebody how Mega Man worked, and then they were like, like someone who didn't, who had never worked on the series, like they described Mega Man, and the guy was like, okay, I can try to make that. <laughs> I got this. Because it doesn't, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't have the same, like, speed, or um, same kind of explorability. So this is, and X4 is still a pretty good game, I think. Um, I, had, I still had fun playing with it, um, despite... A lot of, I don't know. It's just it's not not stuff that's bad. Just stuff that I noticed that um, did not was was not too great. Like all of the bosses, um, they're pretty simple patterns. Like in the old games, you could if by playing the bosses enough and and get and getting to know their patterns, you could you could play through them with like the just the X Buster pretty easily. Um, but and that is that is the case here, but sort of to an extreme. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take that long to figure out what their patterns are. Um, and also, if you use, I guess it, it. I guess this is the case with all of the games, but it seems like more exacerbated here. That if in X four, if you use one of their weakness, it like basically completely stops him from from doing anything oh my god and the, and the the fight just becomes kind of instant wins um and this and it's weird it's even that way in the final bosses which are which i re- when i was younger i remember having trouble playing with them but now in replaying them they were absurdly easy like a lot easier than the final bosses in in the Super Nintendo games. Right. The uh, the penultimate boss of X four, when I was playing as X, I literally climbed up into a corner and and just charged up shots and hit him and I destroyed him without having the actual boss even on the screen. Oh my! Gosh. Like he was, it, it, he was all the way off to the right, like so far off that I couldn't see him, but. Since my shots were still hitting him, I just was able to keep shooting him. Um, even Sigma, uh, his his last form took me a little bit to figure out, but that's more because like he he's got this huge body, um, and it's hard to tell what parts of it will hurt you if you touch it. When in reality, a bunch of it doesn't. You can just jump through, right? And that's sort of so that's sort of more of an illusion. Um, so in the end, it. it it is a lot easier of a game than I remembered, and even like a lot easier than the than the Super Nintendo titles, in my opinion. Another weird thing about it is that the so one of the the big changes with the PlayStation games is like they give the Mavericks dialogue, and there and in X Four at least there were these animated cutscenes uh, describing the, the the story, but it's weird. Be, one of the weird things I noticed, because I played through it as Zero and then as X, and the story, like, it seems more focused. Like, the story is designed to for you to play as Zero through it. Because um, he has, like, personal dialogue with each of the, the Mavericks that you fight. Um, right. And with with some of the, the main villains. Um, and with X, it they're just kind of like... 
Um, the whole story actually is really weird. So the I I, I spent a lot of time trying to th- figure out the world <laughs> the, the that, it, that this was happening the in. Deep lore. Um, because so I I really like the the whole idea of of the X world because um, there's a lot of weird stuff in it, like. There is at some. There has to have been at some point that. So the game happens in the year twenty one XX, um, which is a hundred or so years after the original games. But in the in between those, it had there has to have been some like catastrophic event because Doctor Kane, the guy who discovers um, X, he finds him in like the ruins of of like an old city or something. Right. Um, and and how is it that a robot that was built a hundred years ago is like this amazing new radical technology that they have no idea? So this is, there's like this whole backstory that you'd never even approach. Also hilarious is that Dr. Kane was an archaeologist and then he went on to build all of the new Reploids, um, <laughs> which kind of makes no sense. And I guess sort of explains why most of them are turning evil all the time because, you know, he, they weren't built properly. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a, a lot of this weird stuff in the in the in the original trilogy, uh, but then it, it gets even weirder. Um, so like X four, the whole thing is there is this independent army of reploids, which are the the robots. Right. And um, there's this independent army called called Repliforce. Now, after I beat the game, this is just something I, I accepted at face value at first. But after I beat the game, I started thinking about it. So, their whole thing is they want to form an independent nation of only Reploids. Because there are also humans in this universe, even though you never see them. Right. Um, But their whole thing is they don't want to live amongst the humans anymore. Um, So, it got me thinking, if they are an independent army, aren't they already sort of their own nation? Because they can't, like... I don't don't understand how how this will work. They have their, like, separate branches of their own military... Um, and like, what, what would they do? Do they just show up and fight other countries when there's wars? And if, if that's the case, aren't they sort of already an independent body? And also, so I was thinking of this, um, and I was thinking, well, this is like hundreds of years in the future. Maybe, you know, there's no guarantee that all the, the borders and boundaries in the world is still the same, except in, in X5 or X6, I don't remember, they show like a map of the world and it's exactly the same. Um, this so this thinking, might well, be the most what, in-depth dive someone's done to the story of this. No, well, I've I've actually watched some YouTube videos that go pretty deep into this stuff. <laughs> um, but it's just like, so what? What is this? I guess this is a thing that existed in, like, in the old games that you just never heard about. Right. Um, but if that's the case, why were they never there? Um, and why do why do X and Zero have like these established long um relationships with these characters that have never been there before which is i guess an it's an issue with you know a lot of things you just kind of have to accept those relationships um and then like they so they this this military organizes a coup against who i don't know the the entire world i think <laughs> because they just decide that they're going to go into space and live by themselves and so the Maverick Hunters, which X and Zero belong to, they're at the beginning of the game. You fight this guy. His name is Colonel, and he is spoiler alert, the Colonel of the Repli Force. Oh. Um, also, the 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 guy you fight at the end is named General, 
He's the general that wrote before. Uh, okay. You know who? And and first of all, who built these people? Um, that's one of the things you never you never know about X, the X series. Um, but so you fight this. Well, you don't fight him. You you meet him at the end of the first stage, and either X or Zero are like, uh, "Are you guys responsible for this Maverick attacking?" And Colonel's like, "No, I was just here to save my sister." And then the characters are like, "Well, you need to drop your weapon and come in for questioning." And Colonel's like, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm a soldier. I never dropped. I never dropped my weapons." Uh, and then X and Zero are like, "Well, fine. We're just going to have to kill all of you." What? And you're just like, "Wait a minute. What?" Uh, like the whole thing, the whole game could have been resolved if these people would just talk to each other, which they at all times refuse to do because there's only like two bosses that you fight that are actual mavericks, like actual bad guys. The other ones are just sort of members of this military who want to not be involved with the earth anymore and X and Zero will just not let them, they will just not let them leave. They go off and they kill all of them for some reason. Um, it's kind of dark. Uh, and then... This is good stuff. So that's, so that's X four. It's it's entirely absurd, but it had these and it has these um, animated cutscenes, which are the voice the voice acting is absolutely horrendous, but it is hilarious and amazing at the same time. And it has this, there's this one scene with Zero that is just like the greatest video game cutscene I've ever seen because of how bad it is. Um, but I I still I still enjoyed the game honestly. Uh, there was there was only a, a couple levels that reminded me of old Mega Man X, um, but they're still they're still good into it, good in the game. Which brings us to X Five, which is just it's a bad game. It is it is it's really bad. Um, it somehow they took like the the slow mechanics and kind of it's seemingly figured out a way to slow them down even more and i feel like i feel like x is bigger somehow like he takes up more screen space um and oh my god the levels dude so the first level i went to was an auto scrolling level where you're on like a speeder bike right um which is a a thing that they had in x4 uh which worked a lot better in that one so this, you're on this speeder bike, and it's pushing you forward at this constant rate of speed, and immediately at the beginning of a level, there's a hole that you can fall into and die, with no warning, like, literally a second into the level. What? Uh, and you have no way of knowing that it's coming. And I, and the first time it, I, I went into it, I immediately died. I was like, what? Why would that, why would they put that there? Um, and then, the one of the big issues with the with the thing is that, so, there you're on this speeder bike, but you also have this dash ability that can make you move faster. But the problem is the way the level is, it's like set up to punish you every time you do it. Because every time you dash, there's like, there will be it something that you'll run into that will cause you to stop your progress and push you off the end of the screen and make you die. And it's just, it seems like it was so counterintuitive the way that they designed it. Um... It's like, I don't know, I, I, I really, I disliked it very much. Um, and there was another level that was, like the theme of the level was a convoy of trucks. And so you're jumping from truck to truck. But every single truck is just a flat surface, and then you jump and, and blow up the front of the truck. And, and you go through like five of them, and then the level's over. 
Like there was no, there was no variance to any of the trucks. They were all just a flat platform. Um, and there was another one that was that was also an auto scroller, but it was interminably slow. Um, it was one of the, it was this mechanic where like this big, powerful robot is is you know sort of following you underwater. And they it's that's something they've done in the X Games before. But you could always just outrun the robot and continue on with the stage. Right. But in this one, um, part of it is like it's vertically going down, and you, if you jump into a hole, X will just like he'll 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 fall perpetually and at this really slow rate um, until the the level catches up to the next platform. And it was just it's so it's like the game. One of the, the fun things about that the X games is that you can sort of it, it, it's sort of like the Sonic games that if on on Genesis is that if you you know if you play it enough you can sort of figure out right how to go through things. Um, that's what makes them so good at speedrunning games um, is because you can like you can do things as fast as it's possible for you to do. But in X Five, it's like they threw that out the window and they want you to do every stage and at this certain pace. And it's just. It's like the game is constantly fighting against you. Um, there's this one of the great things about the original X is that, and it's like the same kind of design principle that the original Mario Bros. game had. That it, it sort of it shows you a stage hazard and gives you time to figure out what it is before it it actually makes you go up against it. Right. And in and this game, it's like every time I'm jumping off. A, off a ledge to a another platform there's a robot jumping out to hit me that i couldn't see before that i had no idea unless i had memorized the stage layout i wouldn't know that i had to attack right then right and it's just like at, at every turn the game is fighting against you and uh, um this is also the first game where in in the series where every single time you see a new hazard like this character di- this dialogue bo- box pops up of some character um some ancillary character and tells you it, it tells you what it is and how to avoid it. Every single this is like every single screen on a level the first time you've gone through it. And it's like unskippable dialogue too. And it's just ever it was so I don't even know why I played as much of the game as I did cuz it's so <laughs> unfun. Like it is not a fun game to play. Um and and, oh my god, there's so much about it that I... So, every... In the X Games, every every level has, like, a heart tank that you can get that increases your life. Um, one of the, the big differences between X5 and X4 is that at the beginning of X4, you chose either X or Zero, and then you played the whole game as them. And this one, you can sort of go back... You can choose before every level. Um, but the, the heart tanks, they only apply to the character you got them with. And like there aren't duplicates, so I was I was doing a level. I got most of them with X, and I was doing one with zero. And I sort of just took it for granted that his health would be upgraded. But then I got to this boss, and I found out it wasn't, and died immediately. And I was like, "What? I got what about all those heart tanks I got? Why does he have no extra life?" Um, and it's also the first game in the series where, in all of Mega Man, actually, where your your shots do not go through walls. Um, and they don't even oh. go through enemies. Like if you if you shoot an enemy, and it dis- and it and your shot destroys them, like it disappears. So there's no 
there's no way to like destroy multiple enemies at once. Um, which becomes a huge problem in X6, which, while it it seems to call back to more of the design philosophy of the original games, like bigger levels and more exploration in it, they sort of compensate for that by just packing from front to back these levels with enemies and stuff that just constantly damages you all the time. Um, and it's not a difficult game, but it's very irritating to play. Um, because there's like, there's no reliable way to just destroy all these enemies because your shots don't penetrate through them. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. (laughs) It it sounds like it. It sounds genuinely like everything past four is kind of not worth touching. Which is kind yeah, of I a, mean, it's kind of a bummer. So I haven't played X Seven yet. It is notoriously a bad game, and I have I have some theories about why the I, I have to play it to see how they implemented this stuff. But I have some some ideas as to why it didn't work in three D. And then X Eight is you know, it's it's better than X Seven, but it's it's not a great game. I remember it being very hard. Um, but again, I'll have to to play through it to figure it out. I don't think I'm. I so the, the boss that I got stuck on in X Five is the, um, you know the the yellow devil from the original Mega Man games. Right. Um, I I absolutely hate it because it gives you like a split second to to actually hit the boss and then and then he's invulnerable for like a minute, uh, and it's just it's not even hard. It's just so tedious to do, and. Nothing about it is enjoyable. I don't. I don't think I'm going to go back through it. Um, the story of X Five is also nonsensical, because like you're trying to get these. There's this space colony that's plummeting towards Earth, and you're trying to get these parts to fix up stuff. This this laser to to blow it out of the sky, or then a space shuttle to ram into it. Um, and each of the the eight bosses have them. But it's so weird, like, every single time you go to fight these bosses, like, this dialogue pops up, and X or Zero is like, I need this piece, um, and the the boss is like, oh, look, it's the Maverick Hunters here to destroy me. And they're like, no, I just want the, the piece, and then I can go. And they're like, well, you can take it, but I still want to fight you. Or, or they say, I don't want to fight you, or something. And then, like, you still end up fighting them for some reason. <laughs> like... Like, they all indicate that they don't really even care about fighting you. One of them actually seems genuinely like they want to help you. And then they still go, but I'm going to have to to test your your bat, your metal to see if you can do it. And I was like, what are you doing? Just give him, give him the piece. You want him to succeed. Why are you fighting him? Um, it's so weird. Like, I don't understand. This, if nothing they did, I don't, I want to know what happened. Like, how did how did the series have such a drastic shift away from the kind of quality that it was? Right. Uh, I don't know. It's it's disappointing to me, um, because I loved the game so much when I was younger, and I still do love the the first three, but and even four to an extent, but four through eight, that's just. There's not a lot of value in those for me, um, and I'll probably pl- I'll play through seven and eight at some point, and maybe 
Maybe I'll have more of an opinion on those. One of the also one of the annoying things about five and six is that so you start the game with a suit with with your armor from the previous game, which is sort of cool, but also why? Um, and they also like there's still other suits of armor that you can collect, but you have to get all four of them before you can use the armor, which is so weird. Like it takes away from the sort of dr the gradual progression that made the original game so so good um like so you have to you have to go through at least four levels before you can actually feel the fruits of of your labor right which is annoying and it, and it makes me not want to do it um and i sort of only did it in those games out of habit um i don't know i also want to talk this is something i never realized before but the world of Mega Man x is just it's it must be terrible to live in as a human um, so, like, the first game happens, and X beats Sigma. And then six months later, Sigma and all these robots are back trying to destroy the world. Uh, and then X beats them. And then several months later, like, it, there's there's no d distinct, like, definite time jump from 2 to 3. Uh, but then X4 seems to happen, like, directly after X3. Sigma's back again trying to destroy the world. Um, a few months later, after X4, X5 happens, and then this space colony actually crashes into Earth. Um, and then three weeks later is X6. Uh, and, and also, so it, they never really talk about it. There are these humans that are living here. At the beginning of X4, like this giant floating city gets crashed into another city. It's got to be like countless people die in it. Um, but then at the, at the end of X5, after the space colony crashes... Like, they tell you in X6 that because of it, like, the world is so polluted that all of the humans are driven underground, basically, and they have to live, they have to live in, they have to live below the ground while the, while the robots can do whatever they can to fix the world above. Um, and then X7, um, which is, you know, a short time after X6, they, they're building, like, this space elevator so all the humans can go to the moon because they've just completely abandoned the Earth. Um, and it's just... And this happens with like in like a span of three years. Like, the Earth was fine, and then three years later, it is just completely destroyed, and the humans are like, well, we're getting out of here. The moon is a better place to live than here. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, this is crazy. Although it seems to work out, because, you know, a hundred years later is the Mega Man Zero series, and there are humans there. Right. Um, so I guess I guess at all at at some point when they they finally got rid of the Mavericks and turned it all around. Uh but yeah, it was it's just it's just crazy. Like I these dates I had never even I never even thought about. Um but it all happened really fast. It's pretty crazy. This so, yeah. is a lot of Mega Man information that I was not expecting. Well, this is all. That's, this is what I've been playing. Yeah, no, no, um, I'm pretty I'm, much pretty much nonstop. It's it's interesting to me. Um, it it really so one of my all the there's a lot of cool backstory um, in in one through three. Like if you go in in the gallery in X Legacy Collection, and like you can read about there's there's some of the information about the world, and then there's like sort of bios of all the Mavericks you fight. And it's pretty cool because they all, all of them have like personal connections 
to the main characters. You know, stuff, but it's stuff that you would never know because they don't talk in those games. Right. Um, and I know that people want an X9, but honestly, what I would like is sort of not necessarily a reboot, but kind of like a reboot. Um, I get that's. I, I think they tried to do that with the the PSP uh, Maverick Hunter X, and I think after that it was um, KG and Afane, uh His his plan was to recreate all of them, but I wish that you could like. I wish there was a that they would at, at least the first three, and maybe even the fourth one, to sort of remake them, and. Not necessarily in the style of Mega Man Zero, but Mega Man Zero had actually like had a sort of a, a through through line of a narrative with where all the characters had sort of their own personalities and connections to Zero, and they all got to talk, and it wasn't just interminably bad. But I would like to see. I wish that could that could exist with Mega Man X, just like sort of an updated version of it where all the characters are interacting and then, you know, they turn evil and you have to, you have to fight them. And, but somewhere where you have like emotional weight put on what's happening. Um, I don't know. That's what, that, that's, that's, that, that, that's the dream, but I know it'll never happen. An X nine would be good enough for me, honestly. Uh, even though I have no idea what it would be about. The, the crazy thing is X five, like it ended with zero dying and then it seemed to be the end, and then they were like, "No, we got to make an X six, and so zero comes back mysteriously um and then at the end of x six, like zero says, "I'm gonna lock myself up so you can uh determine what the cause of this virus is, which would seem to lead directly into Mega Man Zero, but then nope, he's back in mega man x seven uh it, it, and it's well, that's one of the weird things is that like the the series sort of ended multiple times in in these uh my iphone just heard series and thought i said siri um <laughs> like it ended a bunch of times and they just like were like nah that ending didn't happen which is it's so weird uh there's a lot of weird things yeah i that's that's a very deep dive that i was not expecting to get and i'm well i'm excited there I'm, you go I'm glad that you did all that research, because holy crap, uh, I don't think I've ever paid that much attention to the story of Mega Man X uh, at all. I remember playing the first one and a couple of the other ones, like I said. Uh, well, yeah, week. so in the, in the first three, like, there is a story, and there's kind of, there's like a cutscene at the beginning but at, on the title screen that you can watch, but it's not, ne it's like, it's not integral to what's happening because you know you're ex you're going out to fight all these bad dudes um and they kind of they sort of they muddy the waters in x4 by ha by forcing all this plot onto you and you know some of it's fun uh like some of it there's a character in x4 double who's one of i think the coolest villains at least coolest looking but again it, it's it's all it's all very heavy-handed and then it just gets so much worse in x5 and 6 um i don't know there you go. That's that's. I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, I honestly, I don't even know if we should do news this week. That that should almost just be it. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> that I did go on for a long time actually. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> we can we can go through some news. Not not too much uh, this week. Um, there's a Digimon Survive trailer, which looked a lot like a Kingdom Hearts trailer, but with Digimon. Um, mm-hmm. which I, I liked the, like the whole words coming up on the screen, letter by yeah, letter. It stuff. was, it was a very good trailer. Yeah. Uh, it was very good. Uh, very dark. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's kind of funny actually. Like it, it says a group of friends get trapped in the digital world and now they're all going to die. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and it's like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It really uh, takes the stakes and ramps it up fast, but I'm very excited for that game. Um, it's all I lo- it, it looks so good. Like, it's all hand-drawn stuff. Yeah, um, I'm excited. It's going to be a good game. Um, coming out next year. There's a literal sandbox map coming to Call of Duty World War II, which I that made me want to play Call of Duty World War II, where you're going to mm-hmm. actually be like uh, army men in a sandbox. Um, oh, nice. Uh, it's going to be part of their summer promo, so that's kind of neat. Um, and so the biggest piece of news for me, Seth, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't remember if I said it in the pre E3 episode, but, uh, Def Jam recordings was tweeting out the past couple of days, asking people who they would like to see theoretically on the cover of a new Def Jam fighting game. Oh my gosh. And they were asking what city they would like it to be, uh, set in and so i have a feeling it's just going to be a crappy mobile game but i bet it's going to be drake if there is a new def jam fight for atlanta or fight for whatever i'm there Fight for toronto give me drake give me the whatever rappers you want to put in it those games were great they were good that would fighting be insane and it was fun and i think uh, the world needs this now, more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, it's important. But yeah, um, other than that, there, there's just like little stuff. Uh, the the person in charge, I I don't know the name of the guy, but he said that Crackdown Three is pretty much done, and that all of what they're doing now is polishing to make sure it's the best game possible. Um, and. The only other news I have is that someone is doing a uh, Dungeons and Dragons mod that is Destiny. Oh yeah, I saw which, that. Which um, is really cool because something I don't really talk about too much on here is that I'm I'm a DM for a group of people, and that could be kind of neat to maybe see if they want to do. Um, you know, see if they want to do a different campaign of that, possibly. But um, you think you could tell a better story than Bungie does? Um. Yes. That. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'd be too hard. Uh, wouldn't be too hard. Um. Do you have any news noted down over there? I do. So, uh, big news for Mario Tennis Aces players. Uh, it's finally getting a retry button in in the campaign. The single player mode. That was one of the most annoying things about about it is that if you fail the challenge, you had to go all the way back out to the map, and then come back in and re and review all the cutscenes before you could get back to the actual um, challenge. So now there's just a retry option. Did that update kind of, push already? 
I don't know. Because if it did, but then it, I'll actually give the campaign a shot again. There you go. It's kind of insane that it was never in there to begin with, but there's a lot of really strange uh, omissions in Mario Tennis Aces. Um, Undertale's come in to Switch uh, September 15th in Japan, at least. Uh, still no American release date. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. I will definitely be getting that and replaying the game. Hopefully you'll finally play it, too. Well, I'll, I'll definitely play it when it's on the Switch. Um, I just didn't have a PC to play it on before. Yeah. So I also saw, apparently, uh, in the new Madden game, in one of the songs, EA has edited uh, Colin Kaepernick's name out of one of the songs. Oh. Um, yeah. Did they also Which edit is... him out of the game? I don't know, actually. I don't know if he's <laughs> going to be in the game or not, but that's it's very... I don't know. Kind of, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I don't know that. That seems that's a very strange thing for, for them to do. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the game actually, uh, since he is blackballed from the NFL. Yeah. Um. And one last thing, so I saw. You got to tell me if you would be interested in this. On Sunday, August twelfth, at the Rio Cinema in London, there's going to be a screening of the game PT on a movie theater. Uh, in a movie theater, um, which seems like it would be uh, terrifying. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this would. If this would be something I would go to. Uh, but it. It's very. It's an interesting thing because it's not a. It's not a very long game, uh, and if you know what you're doing, you can get through the whole thing. No, in fact, I watched you play it. If you don't remember. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, I do remember. It was awful. I, I couldn't play it for like 15 minutes. For more than 15 minutes. I was I was terrified. So what, what do you think about that? Would you go to something like that? So for the novelty of it, because I know that even just getting to experience PT um, as a piece of art, yes. Just be, if I hadn't gotten to experience it already. Because... Mm-hmm. Just because it, it was very neat and had a weird atmosphere, and I like the story was there if you listened and paid attention, at least the, what there was of the story. Um, mm-hmm. It it was it was definitely worth watching. I don't know how much money money it's worth, um, but I I would. It's especially if I haven't watched a playthrough of it yet, or you know played it myself just because that it'd be kind of cool to watch it with that many people and also hear their reactions i think it's something that would like that would really i think it would play well in a a movie theater kind of experience oh yeah for Um, sure what do you what do you think are other games that would work like that because i i off the top of my head i know until dawn because which is explicitly designed like a, a slasher movie that would I mean, it's a little long, but um, that would be a cool thing to to be able to watch in a theater, so and like I, be able to be able to shout out what you want people to do. Yeah, I remember. Um, I was I can't remember if it was a podcast or an article, but one of the leaders at Telltale Games was talking about how they actually had done a couple live playthroughs of chapters huh. of games, where people in the audience had like a clicker with. A, B, C, or D, and everyone voted, and oh, they went cool. with it. So, I mean, I think I would really like to see that start to be implemented. 
um, especially since we we play a lot of the. Um, me and you play a lot of like the you know Jack games, uh, the Jackbox Party Pack stuff. The the infrastructure yeah. is there to allow people to interact in that way with the medium. That mm-hmm. there, sh- there should be more of that kind of stuff. So isn't isn't that what Netflix is doing basically? It's what they're trying to do right now. I mean, yeah. they're the. I think the first actual game that's going to be on there is Minecraft Story Mode. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I think the Telltale games would be a good way to do that because I I don't really want to play those games. I want them to play themselves and then me just pick at the crucial moments. Um, yeah. And between that or... Uh, I, I really think I would have liked God of War more if I could have just watched it as a movie in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because I can see that, yeah. Because some of the hard stuff is like, ugh. yeah. So um, it'd be a long movie, though. Yeah, and I mean, they they can cut it down, of course, but um, you probably have to with a game like that. Yeah, I've always felt that let's plays are a weird format. Do you remember uh, we would always watch that one let's play at Colin's house? Uh, yeah, of the of the guys <laughs> playing, uh, I think yes. it was loading ready oh, run Lord. or something. But they played yeah. this Christian uh, prayer God. warriors uh, game. Yeah, so we, I remember that was terrible. <laughs> uh, that game was so bad. I would watch that kind of stuff where it's like broken bad games. I think that would be fun, kind of like a mystery yeah, science but, theater. I but that's like a whole. I guess if you had like a whole audience jeering at it, but I, I feel like that's sort of a, a different idea than going through like a, a sort of narrative thing. But I guess PT's not really a narrative thing either. Yeah, there's it's, very little story. Uh, so I guess, but it is, that is very different. But PT, there you go. On, on theaters, if you're in London, go see it. It's five pounds, but that's actually for a drink ticket and not to watch the movie, because that would be illegal. Oh, okay. So yeah. 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 I don't know if we have any listeners in London, but we should. Yeah. If you're in London and you're not listening, then you should listen. Yeah, check us out on all social networks uh, at Suplex the Sticks. We release new episodes weekly, and now, uh, as of this episode, full entire backstories of Mega Man X at random intervals. Um, and possibly <laughs> any other franchise we might decide to do that with. I, um, I feel like we've done it. At least I've I've definitely done it before on this podcast. I, I think that might be the most long form one you've ever done, uh, but that's because Chris wasn't here to rein you in, and I yeah. I'm interested, so I'm going to listen. Um, so well, there you go. Now, when you play through the games, you'll notice all this weird stuff about it, and you'll be able to be like, "Oh yeah, I got that. yeah." Because in my brain, and I mean, I'm not meaning to go off on another track, but with platformers. I usually turn my brain off to the story because a platformer to me is just a platformer. Go A to B. Mm-hmm. And luck- like there are some games like Celeste and stuff, but like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, there's not really much of a story there. They come to the island and make it cold and you got to get past it, you know? Yeah. And 
So I don't pick up on the weird deep lore stuff that you can find in stuff like Mega right. Man and all that. Um, plus the, 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 the level of uh, interest you had in story for Mega Man X is the level of interest I had, and I wish I retained some of it, was for Battle Network. Um, there was yeah. a time where I knew like all of the back lore to Battle Network, so the lore of Battle Network is also weird. Yeah, like how do you turn a human into a program? Well, you know that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's true. Check us out every week. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye bye.